This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome to the show, my friends. Today's guest is a business advisor, mentor, and quantum energetics thought leader. She founded Energetic Solutions to help entrepreneurs and individuals alike to achieve amazing results using uncommon ancient principles. Her clients have included Fortune 500 companies, tech startups, attorneys, biotech, transformation experts, you name it. She has been featured in all types of major media, TV spots, hundreds of radio shows, podcasts just like this one. Unfortunately, she lost her husband to an accident. She had her own near-death experience and she survived the pharmaceutical industry. And today we have here Siobhan Moran. How's it going, Siobhan? That's awesome. How are you? Very good. So I'm happy to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So let's get right into it. Siobhan, um, I know uh, you had some really hard times in the past. Uh, hopefully, everything has been uphill since then. Oh, my goodness. Those were quite some time ago. And, um, you know, they have, you know, I mean, the flip side of all of those is I help a lot of folks do amazing things in their lives because of those challenges. Mm-hmm. So I guess you grew stronger because of all the, the issues you had, and now you can help other people. I was pretty strong before. I just didn't have as much certainty. And I didn't have um, <laughs> a, uh, I don't, it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks attitude mm-hmm. to the degree that I do. Um, so those losses and those challenges really gave me the, we'll say, chutzpah, uh, courage, um, certainty, whatever you want to call it like that, to really stay the course of where I wanted to go and what I knew was going to uh, work for me and w- what clients um, I could help. Okay. And about your near-death experience, that's something that I'm kind of curious about because you often see it on TV portrayed as you, you know, you all know kind of what we see. Uh, is it really like that? Or do you see anything on a near-death experience? Well, here's the really interesting thing about my circumstance was that I was uh, laying them on the emergency room table. And kind of the epiphany that I had was um, my husband didn't leave me to just go and die and not do whatever I'm here to do. And that was really, for me, the big epiphany. Um, it's not like I saw stuff. It was, I had really concise clarity as to, you know, life's short. You got to get doing what you're doing. That's true. And what was the story with the pharmaceutical industry? What issues did you have? Well, that was the industry that kind of broke the camel's back, so to speak. Um, I loved what I did. We, I loved helping the folks that I helped. I loved doing what I did and meeting the folks some I'm still friends with. And, um, you know, just like anything else, I overdid it. I actually found out then that I didn't believe in using drugs for my own healing. And I realized that I had the ability to heal myself if I could grow a company. And so it wasn't too long after that that I said, well, I need to do something that is more, um, we'll say, aligned for who I am and what I'm here to share. And, you know, I had started a company. Uh, one of my early companies that I started was called Pack Light, like P-A-C-K-L-I-T-E. And... Um, 
it was uh, the first trial size and travel size, um, like little containers that were packaged in a way that is very common today. Um, but inside of a, you know, something that you could carry with you because I traveled a lot. And so I was trying to serve a need and solve a problem. And that was the first company I started like, the next day after I left the pharmaceutical industry. Wow. And so let's talk now, get into business here and see how did you get started? So that was your, your first entrepreneurial adventure. And uh, where did you go from there? Well, it was kind of my, not my first, but it was my first um, when I was in business. So my first was when I was 11 and I mowed lawns and I was the only girl lawn mower and lawn care person. And I did well. <laughs> Financially, <laughs> I did very well. Um, I sold that to my brother, not for a very good sale price, for a t-shirt. Kind of funny. And... um uh, and then the next one, uh, was like a, I was delivering stuff on my bike. So that was the next one. And then, and then I got into corporate, just like many folks do. And then I did the pack light. And so I pretty much have had this um, desire to provide a solution, um, in a way that others don't and really have an impact and have a great income from it. So I've kind of had it all along. It just took, you know, a little bit to formulate it all. It's so funny that you mentioned how when you were 11, you were you had this uh, lawn mowing business because I've interviewed a lot of people and there's a high percentage, a very high percentage that started that way or that one of their first businesses was exactly that. And it's so, it's so fascinating to know that at a young age, uh, we actually started our entrepreneurial adventures almost kind of the same way. So that's mm -hmm. It's kind of fascinating. I love that. I love that that's common, for sure. So um, right now you have the energetic solutions. What exactly is this? So I, um, everybody seems to have their own name or, or uh, thing that they call me um, that are my clients. Um, the other day, one of my clients, who's been a quiet client for quite some time, who is partner in a very large law firm, she said, um, I call you my career, energy, spiritual, prosperity coach. I was like, okay. Um, and then I have others who say I'm their mentor, others who say that I'm, you know, their uh, secret weapon for prospering, you know. So effectively what I do is I take the idea of whatever somebody has and where they want to go, and I look at where they're at and see where I can help them get the fastest result forward. Generally, it's money or health. Um, the money is actually the easy part. The health is a little bit more challenging. And um, so I look at where can we get the greatest amount of impact in a very fast way to really make a dent in a difference. So a new client of mine came to me recently and she has a business in, I don't know, dry cleaning. But her passion is something else about recycling, et cetera. I said, okay, great. Let's create a business. So we're actually going to create a business for her separate from that and help her uh, build that out strategy, um, get her pointed in a direction, and then help her get that going and growing. Um, then there was another client who had a food company, and they were stalled. And when I got in and looked at everything, like their branding was wrong, their messaging was wrong. 
their sales were nearly non-existent. They were diversified in too many arenas and they were fracturing their opportunity. It was the whole thing was just a mess. So now we've gotten it to a place of where they're in 450 stores throughout the United States and sales are coming in on a consistent day in and day out basis. So I look for where the path of least resistance is that virtually no one else seems to be able to see. Very good. And you mentioned like they were kind of spread through too many arenas. I like that um, that saying. Is that something that's very common today? That somebody they're spread too thin. I'm guessing. Not always, um, but whenever they've done capital raises, they seem to spread themselves too thin based upon what the investors want. Um, and the investors tend to lead the entrepreneur off on some funky direction about what and how they see things should be. Um, and once we got her all sorted out and got the company on track. She started to make money. And how you how do you go about getting your your customers today? Uh, what kind of methods is it through social media advertising? Oh my gosh, um, I've been doing this a while. So some of it's referrals, some of it's from uh, I go and do speaking, some of it's from the books. I've just I've written over fifteen books. Um, we do an event once a year. Some through podcasts, not too many. Um, yeah, we do traditional advertising, you know, online marketing. I'm a tech at heart. I'm a tech geek at heart. So anything techie or funnel based or, you know, that is going to get a product out there in a really super streamlined way. I love that stuff. And <laughs> it's really hilarious about, um, how my, so after my, uh, um, lawnmower route, with lawn mowing and snow shoveling, so yeah, shoveling snow. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I became a um, coder, you know, a computer programmer, yes. and um, that serves me well today to help all of my clients really, uh, really succeed without failing, you know, never fail, and particularly the energy thing, which is very unique. The energy piece really works on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial arenas. And when you deal with all six, what occurs is the ability for profitability to occur much more rapidly than it can by just going after, you know, sales or, you know, traditional type of coaching, etc. Absolutely. So today I, I saw that you have helped over 25,000 entrepreneurs, CEOs, leaders and all that. So I'm guessing you're pretty good at giving advice. How about receiving? What was one of the best that you ever received? Um, yeah, I would say this one came from my dad, and it's a very, very helpful thing for all businesses. It's mm -hmm. If you feel mad, bad, sad, worried, or afraid, um, go teach somebody, feed somebody, hug somebody, make somebody laugh, or... Uh, tell them a story. And that came from my dad. And I think that's still, you know, that applies to everything I do. I have a charity that feeds over um, 25,000 homeless people in five states. Um, you know, I do a lot of um, work to help people really find their highest truth and make a profit and prosper from that in a very integrous way. Wow. So, and what's the name of that charity? It's called Create a Bright Life. Create a Bright Life. And I'll take note to have that on the show notes as well. 
That's very, very good. I love that. So Siobhan, what, what, what are the things that keep you up at night? Nothing. I, you know, after I got sick and nearly died and decided life's too short, um, nothing keeps me up at night. It's like, no, I don't, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play that game. That's long gone. Mm. So does that mean you are fearless right now or do you still are, you still have fears? Fearless. Oh my goodness. Great question. Um, I would say people think I'm fearless. <laughs> um, compared to most people, I'm fearless, but effectively I'm still human. I have stuff that uh, are, is not the coolest stuff that I'm, uh, you know, going to jump into. Like one of the things that I did over my December break was I went to the Antarctic, the seventh continent. And I went paddleboarding among icebergs. Now, that was a little freaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, and then another thing I did recently about a month and a half ago, and I don't love heights too much, is I ended up in this like little ultra micro light and was co-piloting it, piloting it. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm a lunatic. But, you know, I thought, you know, life is short. You just got to do stuff. That is, that's very, very interesting. So I guess you need to have your adrenaline running at all times does that mean Uh, no i don't i don't play the adrenaline running i just play you know what i'm here why not yeah exactly i guess it's called living right yes it's called living and not looking back with regret is it easy for you to stay focused yes um i have some really cool tools that i've developed for myself and my clients over the years so i use all of them i use every hack that i've ever created um, if I need to uh, finish a book or an article or do some, you know, look at numbers for some of the online stuff or look at any of my clients, uh, maybe pitch decks or, you know, challenging things that they're going through. Absolutely. But I have these really amazing tools that keep me on a track to think focused without burning out. Very good. How about staying motivated? Is that easy or hard for you? Um, it's not difficult only because all I have to hear is one client saying, hey, this cool thing happened and I think it's a miracle and all of my team does or my investors do or my family, whatever, all of my world thinks it's a miracle too. That is one of my greatest motivators. All right. So I can, I, I can vouch for that one. And it's the, the experience of being knowing when you help somebody because often we do things and you don't know the result and how many people you did help. But when somebody comes forward and tells you that, I mean, it just gives you more motivation to keep going and keep helping. Uh, and, and yeah, a friend, of, like, a friend of mine calls that lighting a thousand suns, meaning taking the concept of um, instead of just working with one person, I remember thinking about this with this tech client I have and his product that we helped him re, uh, rejigger to go toward um, saving lives. Um, he has a team of about 400. I thought, oh, great. Whatever we do with him, it's helping 400. And then recently somebody pointed out, no, you don't understand. Whatever you do with him, it's going to help his 400 plus those plus all of the people who are going to be saved by the technology. And I thought, see, that makes it worth doing, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, I know over time you had many challenges that you had to overcome. What's one of the biggest ones? 
Uh, let's see. What's one of the biggest challenges? I would say probably after the death of, of my husband and really not understanding that it was going to take a long time for it to change. Um, I had this magical idea that, okay, a year's over. I've done my grieving. We're good. We're done. That's it. And, you know, it's just not true. It's really one of those, um, when you have such a wound, you have an opportunity to really, it, it, it's always kind of there. And it's kind of like, I'm writing a book on this right now. Um, it's kind of like this idea of, do you ever have something that you lost and you still think about it? And it's like 10 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. The thing of that in terms of, there are many of those, and some are super, super impactful, and that one is super impactful for me. And it really led me to stay the course of, hey, don't play small, you know, whatever, you know, you're a little nervous about, like, the flying thing. It's okay. It'll work out. Mm -hmm. So in your business, you're like, like everybody else. We're always learning new things because uh, – uh, if we're not learning, of course, we're not growing. And if we're not growing, we're dying. Uh, at least that's what Tony says, and I believe in it. Uh, and that's true. I have proof on that. There's a really, uh, can I tell you a cool story on that for a second? Yes, yes, you can. Cool. So there's this idea that if you're not learning and you're not growing, you're not growing more and moving ahead. What they've done is they've done studies on this and they show that the cellular structure of the person actually starts an immediate death. So it shows that the cells are actually dying faster when somebody stops learning and growing and pushing beyond. Wow. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as long as we're learning, dying. Yeah, exactly. At a cell level. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm so glad that as a grown up, I started enjoying learning. As a kid, I didn't. I was the kid that hated school and I didn't ever want to go as a grown up. One of my favorite things is to learn and more, learn more things and new things. And uh, it's kind of hard now not to take action on everything I learn. I try to control. Mm -hmm. So, um, so well, I know like you said you wrote 15 books so far and you're writing another one. This is your 16th. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you read many books from other authors as well? Not too many, um, but I do read some every once in a while. Um, one of the ones that I finished over my break <laughs> was a little breathy was um, a 6,500-page book on uh, Andrew Carnegie. I grew up near Pittsburgh, and so he's always fascinated me and had been a conversation at my dinner table when I was growing up a lot. But uh, that was pretty profound. It was pretty profound in some of the way he was thinking and you know, some of the things I had no idea about what he did. Okay, so that's that's somebody that fascinates me as well. And I've, I've watched every video, I think, possible out there about Carnegie. And uh, I didn't read any book that was 6,500 pages, though. <laughs> I didn't know it was 6,500 pages until I looked down. When I was on this ship, getting to the, uh, getting to, uh, you know, the con the seventh continent, and I was, mm -hmm. I thought, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, but you know, I have to say that uh, it's well worth a read. It's uh, Andrew Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie by David Nassau. Um, I guess it was in like 2013 or something. But the research and the way the guy put it all together is just so well done. Mm. 
I often think that uh, there was something there about Andrew Carnegie that was um, not normal, right? For not well, you'll get to read about it if you if you <laughs> dare on that adventure of that long bit book. You actually get to read about it about a third of the way in. Oh wow! So there's other people like me that think that it, it's not normal. Uh, yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, right. So about things that you recommend listeners to people that are listening today, what kind of actions should they take? Well, um, get every one of my 15 books. No, that's really, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if you're going to start, no matter where you're at, I always say people need to have a better energy understanding of prosperity, to have a better understanding of how their words prosper them or de-prosper them. Um, and uh, we, one of the ways that we help folks in a very small way is we do monthly challenges where we talk about how the prosperity for all sizes of companies really works and doesn't work. And you can see it and we do studies on that and, and, and case studies and show, share those. But I think that people really can get a better grasp of things um, by two things that we offer. One is the five essential energies and it talks about the energies of success and business and intuitiveness and gut checks and, you know, how money works, how it doesn't, etc. And it will really be super beneficial, I think, for everyone. And then the other free tool is um, the Epic Life Toolkit. And it goes through these very profound questions and helps people just start the journey of unwinding whatever is stuck inside of them. Because no matter where you're at, you have something stuck. Yes, I believe so, too. How for people that are hearing about you for the first time today, uh, and sometimes people want to get started by reading books about a new author. And since you have 15 books, which book should they start with? Which one of yours? Mm, mm. I would probably aim them. I would probably aim them at the 12 energetic solutions for personal power, um, because it goes through every every aspect of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial, and everybody will get something profound about their own life on, in wherever they are in their journey. It's not super long, uh, long enough for sure, not mm -hmm. 6,500 pages for sure, mm -hmm. maybe 150 or something. And um, But each section goes through and gives a solution, gives an idea, and gives a problem, and really gives people tools to utilize right in the moment, whether it's for their health, whether it's for their headspace, whether it's for their pocketbook. Mm -hmm. So what are your plans for the future, Shema? Plans for the future. Um, light a thousand more suns. Now that's my friend's uh, uh, mantra. I would say, you know, my plans for the future include um, finishing some books, taking some of my other ideas that I have in this beautiful document and continuing to bring them forth. I have this great big uh, list of things I want to share. One of them we started was a, um, from this list was a school for energy medicine. And that's from some of my technology and it's called Energy Mastery. And um, to really, you know, to impact more lives every every day, every year. And the impact in lives is that, that saying, your friend saying, lighting a thousand suns, which is, is very good. I think you should ask her for permission and get that as a book title. One of these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yes, because it's so true. When you, when you are 
you're brightening up somebody's somebody's life and, and your own at the same time. So it is like you're lighting up a thousand suns. So that is a very, very great analogy. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, I would venture to say it's more like lighting up a thousand souls. But yeah, it's cute. Mm-hmm. So Siobhan, where can everybody find you? The ones that I've never heard of you before. Where can they go today or tomorrow whenever they stop driving or get off the treadmill? Where can they go? <laughs> Uh, go to Siobhan Moran, S-H-E-E-V-A-U-N-M-O-R-A-N.com. Um, and uh, you can find our email address. You can find a way to jump on a call and chat. Yeah, pretty simple. All right. I'll, ha- I'll make sure to have all of those on the show notes. I'll have your sites, LinkedIn, Instagram, everything on the show notes. Siobhan. Awesome. Thank you. It was a huge pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.